You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Time is exactly 8.01 on this beautiful, hot Monday morning in Chicago. Co-hosting, well, first of all, I'm Father Greg Sackowitz, the, uh, <laughs> give my own name for Pete's sakes, Rector of Holy Cathedral, and co-hosting Mark Teresi, Assistant to the Rector, which happens to be me at Holy Name Cathedral for Planning Development. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Very good. Beautiful morning driving in again. Not too many cars. Not too many cars and just beautiful. Our lake front, just stunning. Just but stunning. all the beaches, empty. Yeah. And you see people walking the bike path, jogging, biking, running. But it's so desolate. So it's been a, a summer that in many ways has been a beautiful summer by way of temperature but we just have the lack of activity, but every day is a gift from God. But how was your weekend? It was good. We're still celebrating anniversary and birthday. and For you? It's fun. Yeah. How many birthday parties are you having? I don't know. As many as they'll give me. Did you watch any of the uh, Cubs-White Sox? Uh, no, but I'm rejoicing in yesterday, 2-1. to one. The White Sox are much improved. They're a tough team. but uh, They're really hitting. The U Darvish, he slowed them down yesterday. And there are two playoff teams, which I think is important for Chicago. Now, granted, there's no fans, but it's baseball. And you have and season tickets, right? <laughs> <laughs> season tickets to the White Sox, <laughs> and I can't go. <laughs> and uh, But again, you know, it was a good series, and the season already is about half over, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. And uh, our phone number again, 312-255-8408. Tremendous program lined up here today on Catholic Chicago. Sister Stephanie Baliga is one of the very dedicated Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago who can be found helping people in the West Humboldt Park neighborhood, the mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Yesterday, now get this, folks, Sister Stephanie ran an entire marathon, more than 26 miles, on a treadmill. Yep. On a treadmill. I ran to Dairy Queen <laughs> and at, uh, on a treadmill. The former long-distance runner at the University of Illinois now runs for God, and she was raising funds for the mission. She has run several Chicago marathons, and her attempt to do a marathon on a treadmill has gained national attention. So, Sister Stephanie Baliga, welcome to the program this morning. How are you, Stephanie, this morning after your treadmill marathon? Doing pretty good for post-marathon. Now, how did you come up with this idea of running a marathon on a treadmill? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, as a lot of people know, um, the Chicago Marathon was canceled. Um, but so in April, I had promised our charity team that we have for the Chicago Marathon. We have uh, over a hundred people that would have run the Chicago Marathon in support of Mission of Our Lady of Angels. When things were looking badly in April, I was like, I, I, I'm so sure they're not going to cancel this race. But if they do cancel the race, 
I promise to run a marathon on a treadmill. So this is big statements for me, random, kind of randomly. <laughs> and then, of course, they actually canceled the race. So uh, <laughs> there stood my promise to do this, um, and and so I did it. There you go. That was kind of what happened. That is amazing. And how successful were you? I read in the paper you did it about three hours and how long? I ran it in three hours and 33 minutes, which included the timing of three power outages we had where the treadmill shut off. Um, so wow. <laughs> now, wait, wait, what, what, what caused the treadmill to shut off? Just over uh, you? It Speed. kept blowing the circuit. It kept blowing the circuit in the, our, the, like, the wiring in the 1955 convent we live in. So we eventually switched the outlet, which solved the problem. But, oh, so you blew um, the power in the convent. <laughs> That's, there's, there's, there's another story. And, uh, now, when you're running 26 miles on a treadmill, it's one thing to do a marathon outside and have nature and the streets and up and down and all that whole thing. But to do a treadmill marathon, was that boring? Well, so it wasn't boring because I was very blessed that um, lots of people were joined me on Zoom. So I had uh, there was a, this is the whole thing was shown on Zoom, and I had people from all different parts of my life uh, join me on Zoom throughout the entire experience. So it definitely wasn't boring, but it was definitely more challenging because of the lack of not because of the not going anywhere piece. You know, there's like literally obviously in the same spot. So and that now was what, very challenging. Stephanie, at what um, mile marker did you hit the wall? Um, so the concept of hitting the wall is kind of interesting. I had a, I had a cramp, pretty big cramp, like mile 18. And then I, then I, which resolved. And then I started really suffering at like mile 23. How's your ankle? Not surprising because of, I didn't train very much for this. So how's your ankle? I remember you had had an injury in college, right? Does that ankle still bother you? Yeah, I broke all kinds of bones in college, and does no, I don't run enough anymore for anything like that to bother me. Oh. Like I don't train, I don't train enough for any of that to be a problem anymore. <laughs> so. So I, I know you ran the marathon last October because you run the program here, and you raised a tremendous amount of money. How much money was raised yesterday? Or is it still going to be coming in for a while? Yeah, we raised one hundred and two thousand dollars yesterday with it with, with essentially yesterday. Well. It, during the 24 hours of yesterday, we raised over $50,000. But the um, uh, the, act, the treadmill marathon fundraiser itself, not counting the other money the team has raised over over this year, is over $100,000 and, and rising. Now, Sister Stephanie, explain to folks the wonderful ministries that this money funds. People may not be familiar with Our Lady of the Angels Ministries, and you do tremendous, tremendous work. Yeah, so um, we're at Mission Number Lady of the Angels on the west side in West Hall Park, uh, where the historic 1958 fire, mm-hmm. Our Lady of the Angels school fire occurred. Um, yeah, that's, that was, that's, um, it'll be in people's minds etched forever, those that are old enough to remember. Yeah. I was five years old, and I, I was kindergarten. I remember that. And it was just a horrible, tragic day in Chicago, the nation, the world. What was it? 93 children and six or three sisters passed, died in the fire. Yeah, it was a... Horrible. Horrendous uh, national tragedy. And it changed the whole neighborhood and the, and the, and the uh, scope of the parish. Yeah, it completely transformed all of our neighborhood. So tell us about some of the ministry you do there in the parish. Or the, yeah, the so, we, mission. so we serve uh, the neighborhood, which is now uh, quite poor. Um, right now, during the pandemic, our food pantry has tripled the size it normally is. We've been serving 3,000 families a month. Wow. Each with uh, 50 to 60 pounds of food each. So... My main training for this marathon was moving food, 
because um, that's what I do all day, mostly every day. So um, the sense of, so we were able to, a lot of the money from the funders is going to go to that. Normally when it's non-pandemic, we do a lot of work with families and senior citizens and youth, a lot of which has been suspended because of the pandemic. Um, but we do have different outlets to still reach these people during that time. But the food pantry has become our main thing during the pandemic because of the increased need and overwhelming number of donations coming in for the pantry. How many sisters work with you? There's there's nine sisters here and then Brother Matt and Father Bob Lombardo. And your order is relatively new, isn't it? Yes. We're, so, yeah, we're called the Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago, and we were founded in 2010. So we're very new. And was the founder, was that Father Bob? Father Bob's the founder, yeah. When you see Father Bob, tell him uh, I say hello along with uh, Mark, and you have a great community there, and uh, so much has happened. Now, just a little sidebar. If a young lady or a gentleman would like to enter the community or even think about it for discernment, who would they contact, Stephanie? Yeah, they can go to franciscansoftheeucharistofchicago.com. One more time. Uh, franciscansoftheeucharistofchicago.com. Okay. Or if you just type in Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago into Google, comes up. And um, there's you can check a little bit out about the community. There's an email address and a phone number on there if anyone's interested in discerning. With what us. is the phone number, by the way? Uh, the phone number for vocations and donating and talking to us, all the things, is 773-486-8431. The number once again. Yeah, 773-486-8431. Now, again, we'll let the ministry, but let's back up a little bit here, is give us a little bit about your own background, Sister Stephanie. I know that you were at the U of I, you were a big runner, and then tell us what happened in your life, which I know the story, which I'm not going to let you tell it, I already know it, that uh, changed your life with the call of God. Yeah, so I was a very talented runner at U of I, um, we were, my team at the time was very good. We were um, eighth and sixth in the nation my freshman and sophomore year, and I was on a scoring member of both those teams. And uh, I was the sixth best freshman in the nation in 2006. Wow. Um, and so then, uh, then my sophomore year, I broke my foot uh, and due to running. And um, that was a uh, opportunity for me to completely reevaluate my life and to really think about well, what was important um, and why I was doing what I was doing. Um, and, this, you know, the realization that I was not going to be a professional runner and a lot of these maybe kind of random dreams I had were not going to be true happen. And so I then started going, um, getting more involved with the Newman Center at University of Illinois and uh, uh, ended up going on a retreat where I had a very powerful experience at Adoration where I realized that Jesus is really present in the Eucharist. And if Jesus is really present in the Eucharist, it changes everything about everything. Mm -hmm. So that led me to uh, begin to, um, honestly, to start praying, because I never really prayed before that very much, and to actually kind of catechize myself, because I didn't know much about the faith. Uh, and then, yeah, led, that eventually led to my uh, discernment of my uh, vocation. When you broke your ankle... Did you go through a phase of being very angry at God, saying, how dare you do this? I had a great career planned, a uh, running career, and that whole thing. And all of a sudden you break your ankle, you're literally stopped in your tracks. What are some of the phases you went through in terms of just, uh, you know, now walking on crutches for a while? Yeah, it was, I don't know if I was ever angry with God. I was more, like, confused. Um, I think I was just like, this. it didn't make sense. 
more. It was like a, I don't get this. What's the deal? Um, type of thing. Like you, someone needs to explain to me what's going on. And then he definitely did. God definitely came in and was like, okay, Hey, this is what's going on. Um, I need you to rethink everything. Did <laughs> so you, those are more of the yeah, main, the main sure. feelings that I had. Yeah. Did you have someone that you really tuned into in terms of this journey toward, um, your consecrated life? Did, did, is there someone that really helped guide you through to your new commitment? Yeah, there were so, so some people at the Newman Center at U of I, a uh, sister named Sister Sarah, and then a professor named Dr. Howell at U, University of Illinois that really helped me uh, there um, and guided me in my discernment. And the Newman Center, uh, those are important, important places for our young people to tune into in terms of just their journey, their religious journey. Yeah, we're very blessed. At University of Illinois has one of the best Newman centers in the country because it mm-hmm. has a dorm attached to it as well as a, a relatively large staff compared to other Newman centers of people and missionaries and uh, priests. Yeah, as you're talking, Stephanie, reminds me of two lines, and that is uh, one from a John Lennon song that says, Life is what happened while I was making other plans. The one that I just heard recently is we talk about, oh, what a coincidence that happened. What a coincidence. The definition is, or an idea, a coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Okay. Yeah, Co- that's, I think, yeah, I think it's very true. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And so you look at your own journey, and you had your life carved out where you were going to go with it because you were a talented, you know, gifted runner, and all of a sudden you break your ankle doing something you love, running, and change the whole course of your life. Um, Mark, take us to break. We're getting a lot more here on Catholic Chicago. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Sister Stephanie will be back. When we come back, Sister, I want to ask you a little bit about how your family reacted to to your decision to enter the convent and uh, how, how, how are they responding now in terms of your wonderful work. And we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about ongoing efforts to safely reopen churches and schools. We'll take you to a drive-in mass, one of the more creative ways to worship during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'll hear from our new priests, men who were recently ordained to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Throughout our nation and our world, 
people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced A Call to Prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A Call to Prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. back, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Sister Stephanie, who accomplished 26-mile marathon on a treadmill, three hours, 33 minutes, that that would have been my time for the first mile. Oh, my God. Um, anyway. Now, is that, is that the fastest marathon you ever ran, Stephanie? Oh, no, no. I've ran a 253 marathon before. Wonderful. This, 253. This is kind of like a, I'm, I'm ironically not in very good shape right now. So that was what I was able to do. But so. you know, three and a half. Now, three and a half hour marathon averages out to be what per mile? Right? Am I going to get a piece of paper? It was like eight minutes per mile. That's tremendous. And, and you're not, and that's considered for you not good. Wow. That's great. I mean, <laughs> it's all relative. I mean, I didn't train, so it was a, it was pretty good. I could do a that's marathon. I could do marathon driving. That's Greg, Greg's <laughs> mantra. I'm not in real good shape right now. <laughs> he and I together share that mantra. Anyway, seriously though, uh, so sister this Stephanie, is the only thing I can't when, have for breakfast is lunch and dinner. <laughs> when, You're hilarious. When, I mean, this was a life shift for you to all of a sudden want to pursue becoming a religious what what was your family reaction were they surprised did they see it coming um yeah they were definitely surprised they didn't really see it coming um the initial reaction was just shock but then everyone came around pretty quickly um my mom at the time was not catholic she later converted wow uh, so that was sweet. I was her confirmation sponsor. Oh, how wonderful. That That's was amazing. Cool. Yeah. Um, she was, she had gone to mass. They, they raised us, my, me and my brother, Catholic, but she just, she went to mass with us, but just had never received communion and didn't, you know, she was kind of going because the decision to raise us Catholic, but mm-hmm. she actually converted um, when I was a sister. And then, yeah, my dad um, was, he worked I think he, he had a lot of pictures of a lot of nuns who hadn't been so kind to him in the Catholic school experience. Oh, wow. Um, but after he processed the that experience, he was doing great. Everyone, yeah, everyone's excited about it. Where was home? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Rockford. Oh, oh. sure. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Rockford-Auburn. Rockford-Auburn. It's not the, Catholic. Yeah, and the thing is, but, but you were a little girl being raised. Your family went to Mass. Your mother's yeah, not Catholic. Mm-hmm. Your dad is Catholic, but had some bad experiences in terms of just uh, from his earlier years. But somehow yeah. uh, the Lord really touched and transformed your life. 
And then all of a sudden, see, a lot of times when there's a vocation like that, parents will say, take some time off, think about it, what's wrong with you, get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but your parents were, after the initial shock, were very supportive. And then just out of curiosity, when you discerned to enter the community, first of all, how did you find this community, this mission? The fr- how did you find um, the Franciscans? Yeah. So I was pretty sure, it was pretty clear that God had told me pretty much that I was going to join after college so that, like, I wasn't going to do something else in between. Mm-hmm. So, um, except this got very difficult because it was, like, February of my senior year, and I still had no community. There was, like, nothing that was, <laughs> there was nowhere to go. So um, so I was kind of wandering. Um, and so then a priest at U of I told me, hey, do you know about this new community that's getting formed in Chicago? I'm like, no way. And he knew I was, I was very felt very called to Franciscan life. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're Franciscans. And I'm like, no way, seriously? So then, like, the next weekend, I, like, got on a bus and came up here and uh, from Champaign. What year was and, this, uh, What year was this, Stephanie? That was 2010. Which means, literally, you were entering as the whole community was being formed. Exactly, yeah. So the community was not, like, didn't officially exist on paper yet. It was a, it was a discernment community uh, at the time that I... I wonder how that priest even knew about this community being formed to even tell you this. Because I you know honestly I didn't Yeah, he knew Sister Alicia was Sister Alicia of Chopped Fame. So he knew her through various things. And he's so he had referenced me to talk to her. She studied at she studied at Mundelein seminary. We all studied yeah, we all studied at Mundelein. What degree degree, I also have a degree from Mundelein. What degree did you get? I got uh, the new degree, the Masters of Arts and Pastoral Studies. Oh, oh. okay. That's uh, one of the late, late yes. people degrees. I remember I was up at Munline. I helped uh, with the development program there. And I remember walking in the cafeteria. Anytime you folks were there, there was a sense of excitement and joy. I remember somebody's birthday or running around distributing licorice to everybody. Happy, you know, I mean, there was <laughs> yeah, just, where do you find, I mean, th- this is a community that works so hard, sees so much pain, and yet there's a joy in, in your community that's, you can, it's palpable. You can feel it. How, where does it come from? Uh, I mean, our lives are based in our relationship with Jesus and the, obviously our uh, capacity to grow in deeper relationship with Jesus continues to give us more and more joy over time, mm-hmm. despite the insane things that are happening everywhere right now. So, um, so obviously, especially during the re- recent activities of COVID mm-hmm. and associated, um, the the need to just completely abandon oneself to the will of God hmm. is becoming increasingly obvious because uh, of the despair and suffering and difficulties around us. Now, so Stephanie, are, our joy comes from that. We believe. Now, along yep. those lines, we're talking about COVID. How has COVID nineteen changed your ministry within the faith community on the west side there, in, or, or in the back in the, in the humble park area? That uh, where I know hundreds of people would come to you daily weekends. I presume a lot of that has now changed. I know we're no longer stay at home, but, you know, if the cathedral, we used to draw thousands, and it's much fewer now because people are afraid, and we don't have a sense of, you know, the gatherings were not allowed, a lot of it's Zoom. So how has the face of ministry changed for your mission? 
Yeah, so most of the things we do were completely stopped, um, including some of us teach. I teach part-time. Sister Alicia teaches part-time. Obviously, all of that went online, too. So it was, yeah, every, like everything stopped dramatically, as for all of us on, you know, March, March, March 13th. So, but then the, our, as I mentioned, the food pantry did not stop. We never, we never closed. The food pantry never, there was never a week missed for the food pantry. So that we were spending a lot of time making sure that we can still distribute the amount of food that we normally do. Um, and we have spending, spending a lot of time making sure that we've been getting enough donations for the food pantry. Uh, we had to really decrease the number of volunteers that we had for a long time. So that. Uh, made the pantry more time-consuming as well. Uh, two things. Uh, first, uh, you're teaching, I think, in one of the newspaper articles, at 9 o'clock today you have a class? No, they, yeah, there was an, at next week. Oh, after, next week. I, I only teach part-time. I teach on only two days a week. And who so. do you teach? I teach uh, kindergarten through eighth grade at St. Sylvester School in Palmer Square. And do they know that you did this marathon? I wonder what their reaction was. That's I don't know. I would think, boy, they think, <laughs> boy, is that a cool nun? That she, that <laughs> they already think I'm pretty crazy, so that works out. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but the second thing was I want to make sure we, we get in the idea of how can people support your ministry? I mean, give, give us that contact info again. If they want to talk to you personally about this. Make a donation. Yeah, make exactly. Make a donation. Could you give us as much info as you can so people know how to yeah. get in touch with you? So the Treadmill Marathon fundraiser is, you can get to the direct donation link at olagiving.com. So olagiving.com is the direct donation link for the marathon fundraiser, the Treadmill Marathon fundraiser. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to learn more about the mission, um, it's at missionola.com. So missionola.com is where um, you can get information about the mission um, and all kinds of other stuff. And then if you want to talk to us, you can call us at 773 Four eight six eight four three one. Could you repeat that number again? Yeah. Yep, seven seven three four eight six eight four three one. Now, is the marathon also? I mean, the uh, yeah, the marathon. I'll call it a marathon. marathon. Is it on YouTube where people can tune in? And... Yes, the entire thing is on YouTube. So how so do they get? Our, yeah, YouTube channel is Mission of Our Lady of the Angels YouTube channel. So you just type that into YouTube. The Mission you of Our Lady of the Angels. It's also going to be on the Mission OLA website later today. And it's also on our Facebook page. Now, was, 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 was Dunkin' Donuts one of your sponsors for the marathon? I wish. Oh. We, you can look up holynamecathedral.org and see Father Greg on the treadmill <laughs> collapsing. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be, I'd be looking for the treadmill. <laughs> we have one somewhere in the rectory. I've never, I've never seen it. <laughs> well, blessings to... To all of the wonderful work you're doing, uh, it's just it's just it, amazing, Stephanie. Now, moving forward and looking forward, so much has happened in the last six months. Sorry about the sorry about the dog. The dog's really going crazy. Okay, what did you I say? Thought, I, thought you an, I thought you have an indigestion. Saint Bernard. <laughs> Saint, Saint Bernard. <laughs> the thing is, moving looking forward, so much has happened in the last six months in our city, nation, mm -hmm. and world, and now, unfortunately. All the reports I'm hearing, COVID-19 is not going away. The numbers keep rising. And so it's really, I have found the last five or six months, the stress of people's lives have never been higher. Now, granted, it was summer by way of the calendar the last couple of months, but it's not been summer by way of activities, get-togethers. I mean, uh, Mark here has uh, grandchildren. He's not able to hug 
right now. So mm-hmm. are you finding in the community that, that, that extra tension, plus with all the racial unrest, has got to be pretty high right now in your community in terms of just the stress, the anger, the frustration, the loneliness? I mean, those, the, those, the words go on and on, but somehow we have to be a beacon of hope with the light of Christ in front of us. Amen. Yeah, so yeah, this, this, we definitely need to continue to be vigilant and um, be stay close to Jesus and focus on him only and not on the distracting. We want to thank in a very special Everything. way Sister Stephanie Baliga, who's one of the very dedicated Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago, who can be found helping people in the West Humboldt Park neighborhood through the mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Sister Stephanie, keep up the great work. God mm-hmm. bless you. And, you know, give our very best to Father Bob and the whole community. I miss seeing you and everybody at the cathedral when all eight or nine of you sometimes would be coming for a weekend liturgy. But our doors are open, so hopefully we can see you again. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back soon. Keep up the great work. You're listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz with Mark Teresi. The time is 829 in Chicago. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial.